The only word that can describe the Monday night football disaster is disappointment. Our Browns disappointed us. But at last, we still have that four-letter word, hope. It also becomes a five-letter word, chub. Let's go, Browns. This is Orange. It's the new Browns podcast. October 7th, 2019, 7 p.m. Central Time, the Cleveland Browns versus the San Francisco 49ers. It sounds scary because it was. There was multiple plays with scratching head effects. There's multiple drops and multiple turnovers. Ah! It's like you're living in a nightmare before Halloween. But here's the deal. This is the Orange's New Browns podcast, so it's time to cheer up. Time to wake up, bitches. Wake up! Oh, man, why did you have to... (laughs) It's still good. We're going, bro. It's time to wake up! Welcome to the Orange is the New Browns podcast. I'm KT. Believe it or not, I'm I'm okay. I'm all right. We're your parents in bed, and you're standing in front of us, looking for that water. That's what that's that's the Browns fans right now. We're the, we're the parents that are going to walk them back, get them some water, put them back to sleep. It's okay. Nothing's under the bed. You know what? Today is a new day. You know when they woke up today. And they probably, I'm, I'm sure that most of those players and the coaches watched, whether it was ESPN or Fox or NBC Sports or CBS Sports, you know, I'm sure that everybody watched a lot of the drama unfold with the news media. Here's the deal. We lost. Drama. We got we got humiliated. We don't want no drama. W- what these new Browns players need to understand is your fans have put up with this forever. That includes myself and Brian. Yeah. So here's the deal. Everybody needs to R-E-L-A-X and relax. I'm not ready to push the panic button yet. I want to spell a different word. What's that? We need a C-H-U-B-B. We need a chub. Yeah. Well, like, I've been saying that, I don't know, since we, week one. We we were afraid to get into the run game, but Chubb still ran over five point yards, 5.4 yards per carry yesterday. You know, just continue to give him the ball. JT and Joel are still rated as the number one. Did you know? Number one lineman. Yeah. Just so you know. Did you know? It's the rest of the line that I'm worried about. You can't throw an interception if you're running the ball? Yeah. Hey, did you know if you run the ball on first down, there's more of a chance that you're going to get positive yards than negative yards? Yeah. It blows my mind. I mean, football philosophy, 101, first down. Run the ball. Run the ball. Yeah. You know, set it up, and let's let Chubb do his business. Yep, he's arguably one of the best running backs, period, in this league right now. Yeah, and then you handcuffed him last night. Now, note he his his numbers look good the first half, but here's the problem. Well, when you're turning over the ball, 
you're making penalties, your defense gives up 14 points in less than one quarter, you got a problem. Now, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lay hard on the defense because here's the deal. I am. Now, the reason why I'm not gonna lay hard on them is because the past two weeks they played with no secondary, and yeah. the and the and believe it or not, I, I actually like the lineup better with the second stringers than with Denzel and Greedy in there because then you put Burnett and Randall in there, and it's a totally different defense. I don't know. I'm not sure. It just seems like those guys, they knew that, hey, it's their time to shine, and they were playing. But then you mix mix the starters back in there, and they don't have the same gel that, you know, Terrence Mitchell and and uh, Whitehead and, and Harris and all those guys have together, you know, playing with that squad. So the secondary, I, I, I'm not too overly concerned about. The defensive line that we paid millions of dollars for, uh, mainly Mr. I want to be defensive defensive player of the year. Yeah. If you want to be defensive player of the year, here's the deal. Be defensive player of the year. Simple as that. Simple as that. He still did okay. He had two tackles and a sack, so he has seven sacks on the season. But when it comes to the defense, I'm unlike you. Unlike you, I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna bash the defense. And here's why. Steve Wilkes was a head coach for the Arizona Cardinals last year. Steve Wilkes played the 49ers twice last year. He knows what their offense can and will do. He won both of those games. He won both of those games. So he should have been ready for the zone blocking scheme. He should have been ready for the counters off those zone blocking schemes to go to the opposite direction. First playoff scrimmage, zone blocking scheme, counter play, 83 yards for a touchdown. Prepare your defense. That's all you have to do. Well, those, that, li- that those, defense was not, those linebackers just those, – it's everybody went left. Everybody. Yeah. Well, that's that's the zone well, blocking scheme. But the linebackers, somebody's supposed to be paying attention to the running back. Zone no. blocking team. He, they countered. Nobody paid countered. I know. And that's, that's preparation. Steve Wilkes knows Kyle Shanahan's offense better than anybody else on the Browns. We know Kyle Shanahan's office. Yeah, because he was our He was our offensive coordinator. We should have been more prepared for what he did. They didn't do anything special. Hardly did anything special. And when they did their trick plays like we did our trick plays, they were successful at them because their basic offense was working. So I had five takeaways or five, you know, our five keys to victory like we always do. Five keys to victory. First one, place importance on safety play against Kettle. We didn't do that. 70 yards receiving and a touchdown. An easy touchdown too. Two, take away run game to prevent play action plays. That didn't happen. 83 yards right off the bat. Three, contain Jimmy G from escaping and making plays outside the pocket. We did okay with that. Number four, continue to push the run game. We pushed that run game. At one point, Nick Chubb was 10 rushes for 62 yards, had a 6.2 average, and we stopped running the ball and threw it four times, or three times out of four times, on the red zone offense. One of those times, Callaway drops the dang ball, his first game back, and it gets intercepted taken back for 40 more yards. Defense, thank goodness, holds up at that point. And the last one was fast routes to push the pace. We didn't do that. We were calling trick plays to get Odell Beckham involved, and that didn't work. And this goes into, like we said, this goes into our past. Kyle Shanahan was our offensive coordinator back in 2014. His time was cut short by his choice to leave because they forced Johnny Manziel on him. 
I wonder what our offense would look like with our, him as our head coach. Freddie has to get better, and he has to prepare the team better. Offense and defense was trash. The coaching on both levels was trash. The play on both levels was trash. Outside of Nick Chubb and the kickers, we have to do better. As Browns fans, this is not a joke. This is not funny anymore to us. We are 1-31. We are the laughingstock for the league for multiple years. We've been a laughingstock for almost 20 now. It's time to stop, and it's time to take this seriously and actually improve. And that starts with our coaches and our players. Like you said, the players have to play better. They paid millions of dollars. But we have to be able to coach better because last night we weren't prepared at all. Yeah, I totally agree on that. It's it's one of those things where what do we do? What do you do? What do you do? You get John Dorsey on the dang phone, calling the Redskins, and you bring in Trent Williams. You're there to protect your quarterback. Give your quarterback a chance to actually have time to throw the ball and step up in the pocket. Give your quarterback that trust because right now he doesn't trust that O-line whatsoever. Not a bit. He doesn't want to step up in the pocket because he doesn't want to get hit. But then when he tries to escape it, he doesn't protect the ball and fumbles like a like a dummy. Like yesterday, is like, tuck that ball, look downfield, and see what you can find. If it's not there, try to pick up some yards running. So Baker. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. Right now, you've thrown 22 interceptions. 22 interceptions in the games that you've started so far for your career. Stop it. 22 interceptions in 19 games is not There's good. There's that number. It's not good. That it is that number. scary. 22 is always a problem. So And we traded number 22 away. We did. Jabril Peppers. Yeah. But I'm the curse is still here. What's going on? Cause we need, I don't know. We need 22 to be on the team to get the curse to go away. Right. I agree completely. So that game itself... Should have been a lot better. And as Browns fans, we should be, we should feel disrespected and disappointed. We should feel like this team needs to improve immediately. But we have two tough games, one coming up against the Seahawks. Very tough. And you said we were going to win that game. Yep. And then lose to the Patriots. Well, here's the deal. I think uh, I was pretty close on Los Angeles. I think we should have won that game. This game, it was thrown out of hand really quick, so... I can't and and the terrible play on both sides of the ball. I don't I don't I don't know what to I don't know what to say. This is one of those one of those times where I'm like we're two and three. I'm trying to think positive, because last year, we weren't two and three. Yeah. I mean, we had a tie the first game. You you know. Yeah. And then I think didn't we lose the next game? Yeah. Yeah. So. And then won the next game. And then won the next game. We so one, we're one, 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 and one. And so then we lost again, and then we're one, two, and one. Right. And then, you know, in the middle of the season, we turn things around. Now, here's here's my positive note for all this. Everybody's still learning how to play with each other. What I'm very concerned with, and I'm going to stay concerned with, is our offensive line that is not JT or Joel. they got to be able to protect a lot better on the ends whether it's a tight end on the end, whether it's Jones, whether it's a Harris, they need to be able to block. I mean, they put two tight ends on one side, and Nick Bosa ate them up all day. And Nick Bosa has been sidelined with a foot injury since the day he came into the league. Yeah. And so, and then before that, he pulled his gr- groin and was 
out for the rest of the season and left college. Exactly. So here's my deal. They can't we can't just say, oh well, you know, Antonio Callaway, you know, he was gone for four weeks. No. You get paid money to do what? Catch the ball. I mean, it was like watching Corey Coleman all over again. Yeah. Like worse. why would you drop that? And then you drop it and then you tip it up, which is why they got the interception. Yeah. So little bitty things like that. Offensive line, receivers not catching the ball, forcing the ball to to OBJ. Uh, look, I'm all about forcing the ball when he's flying downfield yeah. past past a, you know, a defensive back. Yeah. But that's not what's going on. We're not we're, we can't even get Baker to be able to throw over 20 yards yeah. because he's being attacked or his own I don't know if it's because maybe something happened after that first preseason game. Yeah. That first drive, I mean, that's the Browns team that we watched last year. I don't know what happened from preseason game number one to where we are right now. Yeah. I expected to see that same offense being dominant. Now, do we take into fact that there's some injuries in certain positions? Yeah. We we are missing Nujoku. It's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, Nujoku would have caught that touchdown pass. I guarantee it. He would have snatched that ball. What did Harris do? He was trying to let it glide into his hand. He know he knows better than that. I mean, but he is a basketball player. So when you have a basketball player that doesn't didn't grow up playing tight end or receiver, he doesn't have that natural grab, let's go get the ball type receiver, tight end mentality. But Antonio Gates did. Well, Antonio Gates is another beast. So did Vero Brown or yeah. Harris. He played, he yeah, played but he didn't, football and then went to basketball. But he played more predominantly, he played basketball. But what I'm trying to tell you is, is the fact is, is all true receivers and tight ends, will they're going to snatch that ball. It's not, we're going to reach out and act like it's going to float in your hands. You knew the defensive back was right behind you. That's a problem on him. So you got Harris with a drop or an um, or interception. Yeah. You got, then you got Antonio Callaway with an interception, you know, because he tipped it. And then the underthrown ball by – Baker on a first down yeah. to you know to Sherman. Hello? Yeah. That's play call. So again, this is the same conversation I've had all you know all 5 weeks. Yeah. Offensive line forcing plays that don't need to happen and people not doing their job. So when you talk about that Harris thing, that pass is there's only one way to catch that pass and that's over the shoulder. He can't go up and grab it. His body can't turn that way. He's not looking at the ball to jump. And go after the ball. He's running away from the ball, trying to catch it this way. OBJ, the guy or came over the top. OBJ or Landry would have caught that. It would have been difficult because where I, that ball they was placed, got it. they would have got it. Where that ball was placed, they Baker didn't snap. throw a good ball there. It, whether it's he didn't a good, throw a good ball, whether there. it's a good ball there, or you not. had Ricky Seal Jones on an out pattern to the pylon. It's not an out pattern. He's he's to the pylon. He's going to the pylon from oh, yeah. the from oh, yeah. the. He's he's it's an out. He's going out. Yeah. And it was just him versus a five foot nine defensive back. You can't throw that ball up right there. A better play. He looked at Harris the entire time, so the defense knew exactly where the ball was going. True. So I'll, that I'll throw was Baker. He's done that the several ca- times. The Callaway throw is on Callaway, but is on Baker too because he threw it behind him. If he hit him in stride and he didn't have to re- adjust his body falling down, he might have caught that ball. But since he had to adjust his body falling down, first game back, he's going to drop it. I'd much prefer him just drop it and let the ball drop rather than him knock it back up and intercept it for 45 yards. And then you touch the, the Sherman stuff. If Baker would have actually made that throw, that would have been a touchdown. 
But, did but you he watch, didn't make that throw. Well, you didn't because he didn't step want, up in the pocket. He just no, he, he just tossed he, it up there. Yeah, because he felt the pre- he felt pressure that wasn't there. And you pointed out yesterday, texted me, and you said if we had ran there, that would have been a lot better. We have Chubb back there, one of the best running backs in the league, and we chose the pass on that first down, and it was intercepted. Well, I mean, look at so. the goal line. The both goal line, the t- the times that we're in the goal line, uh, red zone. We just we would rather do these little dink and dunk passes instead of just pounding the ball. Here's yeah. here's an idea, Freddie Kitchens. You're you're very good at calling trick plays. So why haven't we gone and said, All right, Miles Garrett, you want to hit somebody? It's time to hit somebody. I feel like when you talk about Miles Garrett, Lawrence, I feel like you Lawrence look wants at, to hit somebody. Yeah. But I feel this is where I feel like we use utilize the player. You check the fullback for the 49ers is great out in space, right? Right. Have a defensive player as a fullback, fake block, run out. How many touchdowns did Mike Variable catch from that? Like six or seven in his entire career. We're talking about a defensive linebacker yeah. who, was just a, who was just a ploy out there to either block and run out. It's easy. Yeah. If we put Miles Garrett in there to block, they're not assuming he's going to run out in space. So throw the damn ball. Yeah. Do that. We have a better chance, and I, and I love Baker Mayfield. But right now he makes horrible decisions in the red zone. He does. He's not look. He's he's one reading in the in the red zone. He's looking at one player and one player only. And then if he t- if it takes too long, he gets sacked. That's right. what it is. I don't have a problem with us putting Jarvis or Odell as a quarterback in the red zone. Have Od- have Baker out to the the sideline, or do a little Cleveland special. Mix it up because Baker's making the wrong decisions, and it's not helping the team. There is some regression, but. Go back, like I said. There's something not right, and I don't know what quite what it is yet. It's mental. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's just because if you watched him last year, he wasn't making those mistakes at all. He, yeah, he threw yeah. a couple interceptions. Yeah, we get that. But whatever the play calling was last year, it's not transferring to this year. No, it hasn't improved. So I don't know if it's if I know for a fact that we are all in agreement that Baker is not progressing to his calls. Last game he did, but it, he still threw a pick. It's a different, it's a different called game though. And, yeah, and if he really is, you know, reading his progressions, we would have had a lot more. I mean, you're telling me that we had these two star-studded wide receivers and we're not throwing touchdowns like every other, every other play. Yeah, I don't understand that. Why do we have two star-studded receivers that are lined up next to each other every single play? That's a good question too. I get tired of that. Yeah, I mean, put them on the opposite side of the field, spread out the defense, spread them out, get them away from each other. Yeah, and. Instead of, uh, you know, on a third and three or, a, you know, a two and four or a two and six. They're right next to each other and they run the same pattern. And then you're right there and they're going all out goes or they're they're running past 20 yards. We need the slot. We need Jarvis to continue to do his slot stuff. And you know what? Odell Beckham Jr. did the same thing while he's in uh, as a as a giant. Yeah. He played on the outside and he played on the inside. Yeah. And I don't like this triple – Triple receiver set type stuff that doesn't make it. That stuff's not working. It works if there's a running game. Yeah, but but our running game doesn't get set up because your, Fred your is running game does not plays. exist. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, that pass play is not going to be there either if Baker's not making his progressions. No. So, what's the problem? There's lots. Yeah. What can they do to fix it? Dumb it down. Yeah. Dumb down. Simplify. The, dumb down, simplify it. Yeah. Dumb down the offense to where. Let's let Chubb be 
the best running back in the NFL. And let's let him put the weight on his shoulder. He's ready to yeah. kill. That guy is the silent killer. I mean, the guy doesn't, doesn't showboat. Talk. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. He doesn't, you know. I Did mean, you see the seven minutes of his trash talking video last week? No, I didn't. Yeah, he didn't have. He didn't say anything. it was seven minutes was of seven him minutes just running just and grunting. Like <laughs> that was it. So I mean, and he said one thing after his eighty-six yard run. He's like or eighty-eight yard run. He goes, "My legs are tired, so I gave you a chance to go eat." That's what he told. Uh, that's what he told Hilliard. I told him I can't go. My legs are too tired. <laughs> I mean, the guy just ran one hundred sixty something yards. So yeah, I mean, and three touchdowns. Yeah. So so, uh, so there's your, there's your fix. So what? Here's my problem though. Is that and this is not a problem. I, I feel like we have an, uh, we have a chance to make an adjustment here, and I feel like Freddie Coach, if he is humble and open to change and open to accepting that he needs to fix something, and notice that hey, it worked against the Ravens. Why can't I work against the Forty ers Because you called two different plays, called two different games. We didn't have these stupid trick plays the entire time against the Ravens. We didn't have to. We didn't. We didn't have to do that. Like there was no point that. But here's my situation: Forty ers had a piece together offensive line. They did. But guess what they do? They zone block. They go into a zone. Yeah, sometimes Jimmy G has to take a sack here and there. It happens. But they protect the quarterback, and they move the, they move the pocket where the quarterback wants to change his eyes. We haven't done that yet. We have a piece-together line, and it's been pieced together last year. We used to do zone blocks where we would move the pocket and move Baker Mayfield's eyes. Right. We'd get him to go one direction. The receivers would go that direction. He would find the receiver that was open, not the receiver that he forced the ball to. He's forcing it to Jarvis, and he's forcing it to Odell, and he's not making the correct plays. Sometimes you see those Ricky Seal Jones plays that just are wide open. But he was looking in that direction. You know why he was looking in that direction last night, last week? Why is that? Odell Beckham's in that direction. So, yeah, you better see the receiver that's wide open behind him. Well, so Baker needs to make the better decisions, and they need to move him where he can change his eyes. Because right now where he's staying put and he's not comfortable, he's looking for that one read or he's looking for that bomb just to get the ball out of his hand. Well, and, and it's I, not working. And I'm not sure why he's not just stepping up because that pocket's pretty big. I mean, the only time that I saw it really break down was a, you know, a few times that Nick Bosa got loose back there. But yeah. that, that was just by pure luck. Oof. I mean, he fell on the ground. He could have easily been already up in the pocket and made a throw downfield. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I can't, the problem about us watching, we we don't have the game film, right? We only get to see the 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 quick. Oh, he tossed it, and then you only see that one player he tossed it to. We're not seeing the whole field. Yeah. And then when sometimes when you do get to see it, you can tell that none of the receivers are open. They're trying to do circles around instead of just coming back. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't understand that. Or find the zone. I mean, they're if they're running zone. Find the zone hole. Yeah. That's kind of odd and yeah. awkward to say, but find the, find find the, the zone hole. hole. Find that the, needs to be on a find, t-shirt. Find that, that zone, zone hole. hole. There you go. So Sold at a local Spencer's. My last note. Is that still open? <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Spencer's. I think Spencer's still open. Spencer's Gives. Yeah, it has to yeah, be, right? Right. Where do you get your butt coffee mugs? You know what I mean? Where else right. would you I, get that? I mean, Amazon? Probably. I you can get everything on Amazon. I want to touch the butt. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, on my last note is... is <laughs> We got we get to we get to move on. Yeah. It's another week. Let's shake off it's let's a new shake day. off let's yeah. Don't hold this don't hold this loss over your head because if you do, we're gonna stay two and fourteen. It's gonna be bad. And I don't believe that we're going to. I believe that we're just trying to figure out whatever our identity is on offense. Our I'm yeah, I was a little deter uh, you know. I was a little upset with the def- defensive calls last night. It just seemed like the personnel and the the, 
the how he was trying to stop the run just wasn't working. I mean, whatever he can fix that. Yeah, I've watched it all. I've watched for four weeks other where yeah. he was doing just fine. So, I'm not too worried about the defense. I don't know if it really is going to make a difference if we get Denzel or Greedy back anytime soon because those corners that have been playing in their position have been pretty lights out. Only giving up the. It's hard to. It's hard to. It's hard. It's hard to say that. Well, they're not. Bl- they're not because getting we, eighty yard bombs. Yeah, but we we're get, getting eighty yard runs. That's what I'm saying. We gave up two hundred seventy five rushing yards yesterday. And That's a lot of that was poor tackling by the cornerbacks. Yeah, but shoulder tackles. Should it should it so. be the cornerback's job to be tackling in the middle of the field? Yeah, mm, That's the middle not. of the field. That's when you're That's supposed. Joe, That's when you're supposed to be ready Joe to tackle. That's Joe Schobert's area that he needs so. to get a hold of. Schobert's the one tackling. Mac sometimes. was Mac was not getting good. blocked left and right. All of them were. All of them. It didn't matter. I mean, there's there's a few players that we didn't bring back last year that I'm still kind of questioning. We the 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 funny thing is, is that. The Los Angeles Rams runs a very similar scheme for zone blocking, and we stunted the zones. Yep. Shut down Melvin Gordon. We didn't stunt the zones. We just rolled with the offense. We did what the offensive line told us to do. They moved right, but we moved right. Like, like we moved our left, but they're right. And that that's preparation, and I, that's me saying, Steve Wilkes, get do your job better. Prepare better. Because yep. the 49ers, in my opinion, aren't that good. The huh. three wins, Bengals, Steelers, Buccaneers, it's not impressive. And Browns. So no, I'm saying that before much, before us, their three pretty wins. Pretty much the entire the three wins AFC were not North. impressive. So I feel like our Browns can improve, and we have to show out Sunday to do that. Unfortunately, our opponents the Seahawks. So and Russell Wilson, in my opinion, can make any throw on a field. Oh, one last note before we're done with this and get to our awesome interview with Brittany. Yeah. John Dorsey, pick up the phone. Call one eight hundred Washington Redskins. Hey, they just fired their coach, and say they're on. They're ready it's for a fire, fire sale. It's a fire sale. Trent fire Williams. sale. Fire sale. Fire sale. So let's get that Trent Sunday, Williams Sunday, over Sunday, there. Sunday. I think that might make a little difference. We'll Come see. on down the Washington Redskins, RFJ Field, and buy yourself a left tackle. Like if if you can give up Olivia Vernon for Kevin Zeitler, then you should be able to give up a first round pick for, for Trent, Trent Williams. Williams. Simple as that. Here's here. I'll throw this in there too. I'll throw in. I'll throw this in a first round pick. You know what? You know who else you can have? Who? You can have Denzel Ward. Take him. Wow. Take him. Well, you you'd rather give up Denzel than, Denzel's than Grady? N- Z- Den- Denzel's not his own corner. And he's gonna prove it. When he comes back, he's not gonna be able to play zone. He didn't play zone when he was here. He plays man on man. And if he's gonna be in our defense, he's not the right player. Well, let's so, let's some, see what happens. Denzel in a first rounder. Well, I think Let's th- go. then I think it should be Denzel and a, a second rounder. Well, it should be Denzel and just straightforward Denzel yeah, for Trent Denzel. Williams. Yeah, I think two number ones is so, fine. And I love Denzel Ward, but for Steve Wilkes' defense, he's a he's a zone defense. And Z- Denzel is not a zone cornerback. He is a man-on-man cornerback. He likes to play on a lonely island. He likes to be a shutdown corner. You can't be a shutdown corner in a zone. You can't. Well, unless they have their own little deal going on. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But time will tell. Let's get to this interview. Let's go. Here she is. All right. We introduce the hero Cleveland deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we will hunt her because she can take it. She's not just a hero. She's a silent guardian. She is the dark dog. It's Brittany Mollis. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. The dark dog. The dark dog. Dark dog. The dark dog. 
The stuff oh, he comes man. up with, I don't know. There's a dog for the Browns and the Cavs now, so the moon dog for the Cavs. Still have yet to figure out why they have a moon dog for the Cavs. I feel like I would be the light dog. I'm here to I'm here to shine light on everything. Well, it's, it's Batman. Batman's the Dark Knight, so you're the dark dog. So I'll take it. I will take it. It's a it's a it's a huge honor, by the way. You should feel honored by that. Especially I will wear this cape. You should. So the, <laughs> the city of Cleveland and Youngstown need you right now, especially with the uh, the situation and the uh, the uh, performance our Browns put on last night. Yeah, that was something, wasn't it? It was humiliating. It was like we weren't playing the same game they were playing. It's like <laughs> it's like 2017 and 16. I mean, I I couldn't tell the difference between Hugh Jackson. And Freddie Kitchens. Last yeah, time. I had to stop and like looked at my TV to see if I was seeing something. But yeah, I thought was, it, I thought it was like an error. You know, I had to unplug the TV, plug the TV back in. I thought yeah. maybe I'm dreaming. Maybe my alarm will go off. Obviously, that did not happen. So, yeah. what probably occurred, and I, I heard about this last week or two weeks ago, was the Terrence Howard situation. You hear about Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard, the actor. Is it- no, what? So he's uh, so he's just a weirdo now. Like, it, you know, he's a decent actor, but he uh, believes that he can create like a, a new realm and sh- prove that gravity doesn't exist. So I just assumed last night's game was a Terrence Howard game, and I just was like, okay, the NFL is going to say, my bad, we allowed Terrence Howard to, to produce this game. And <laughs> the results Listen, were flipped. Has he been hanging around you, with like Kyrie like Tom, or that was what? like Tom Cruise? Like that's like Tom Cruise stuff. That's like, like Scientology. Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear that theory that the world ended in 2012 and we're just living in a simulation? Yeah, I, I hear that. I don't believe that. So I, I don't know. That's it's like possible, Y2K, guys. Yeah, it's like what Y2K. It's like Y2K. Yeah, <laughs> just switched over and yeah, everything this, was completely this, okay. I don't really believe in conspiracy theories too much, but this one, I don't know. I kind of believe in it. Well, the I only conspiracy theory I think ended. of is uh, the NFL against Cleveland. Like, I just feel like they they do this on purpose. Like the, the NFL is doing this to Cleveland fans just to give us hope and then just just snap it right back away. Like well, you look like you're a good hope. team. There's still hope. Well, I'm not saying we don't have hope. We always have hope. We had hope when they're on sixteen. Like that was still there. Now it's like, what happened to these guys yesterday? In your opinion, what happened? I don't have an answer for what happened yesterday. I was so optimistic going into yesterday's game after the Ravens. You know, I just thought, okay, we're finally getting it together. We have all this talent. Things are really coming together. Freddie seems like he, he he knows what he's doing now with the offense. And, you know, Baker looked good. Nick Chubb was running. Defense wasn't a problem. And then last night, everything just seemed to go horribly, horribly wrong in every way. You know, it it is spook season, so – yeah. Maybe that has something to do with it. Like the Browns were like, "Oh, this is our uh, this is our just our, our scary Halloween carnival. That's what we're doing." Yeah, we're maybe just, they were just trying to scare us. Maybe. Yeah, they're think just that's like, what it was? they're like, "Hey, we beat Baltimore like hands down, who barely beat mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, who Pittsburgh barely lost to San Francisco." And the Browns are like, "Wait a second, we're gonna get destroyed by the 49ers. We're gonna scare our friends even more." Yeah. And I don't feel comfortable because now we have the Seahawks coming up, and now, and after that is the Patriots. So my 12 and four prediction. Isn't looking too isn't looking too bright right now. Super, well, here's what Super I Bowl's said. in the future though. When I was trying to be positive and look for the positive things from, you know, last night, if there were any, which I found I think maybe four. 
And the number one thing is that I don't think they will ever look like this again. I think this is like a rock bottom situation. And people are like, oh, we said that back in 2016, 2017, blah, 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 whatever. But now, okay, you have all of this talent. You have people that are going to come back from injuries. They can't look as bad as they did last night again. I just don't see how it's possible. If I would gladly eat my words, well, not gladly. I will very sadly eat my words if I'm wrong. Yeah. But this is something that I'm pretty sure we will not see again. What worries me is that we had a horrid performance against Tennessee. So, but for three quarters of that game, we were in the game. Just in the fourth quarter, we just exploded. Like, just didn't, right. just didn't happen. But with right. the uh, 49ers, for some odd reason, it didn't even look like the team showed up to play. Like, no. the offense went complete opposite than what they did against the Ravens. They just, I mean, that first play with the weird reverse pass thing from Odell. Okay, that's exciting, but no. Like, this ain't this ain't the backyard game. Like, we should be able to mm-hmm. play the, like, call the plays we did against the Ravens, which were fast building routes set up by a strong run game, and we didn't even try that. Like, not even one time. So, I don't know. No, and I kind of figured they'd have, you know, they were going to have a tough time running last night. That was pretty obvious. But they need to find ways to get – last week, you know, we were all on a high about Odell and saying they're finding different ways to make him a threat, even if he's not catching balls. And that was all, you know, fine. But now, like last night, it seemed like their idea of trying to fit him into the offense is trick plays. Yeah. Like, he's not a trick play. He's a, he's a, you know, a generational talent. He's a you know, superstar wide receiver. Yep. Find ways to get him in the offense involved normally. You don't have to do all these, you know, triple reverse. And why was he even, like, receiving the kick? I don't know. In the fourth quarter. There was just yeah. so many things. They seem so lost. They have no idea what they're doing with him. It looked like we were playing two different games. Like I joked about it earlier, yeah. but we truly were playing two different games. And what frustrates yeah. me, and I, there's hope here, but in 2014, we had one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL on our team, who happens to be Kyle Shanahan, the head coach mm-hmm. of the 49ers. And yeah. what he did with like that rat pack of players, put us at 7-4 and four until Johnny Menzel was forced down his throat, was in, mm-hmm. like was one of the best performances I've ever seen by an offensive coordinator. And yeah. it kind of puts a sour taste in my mouth because, yeah, we did some good things last year with Freddie Kitchens when he took over at the helm with the offensive coordinator and Greg Williams as the head coach. But the magic has worn off. Like, the magic has seemed to go away. Like, the, the Ravens game gave me, like, okay, we might be figuring this out. But then the Niners game, I was like, no, we didn't figure this out. Like, it shouldn't be – an up and down like this. It shouldn't be a roller coaster. And we're on a roller coaster and I don't want to be on a roller coasters right now. Like I you know, I have vertigo. Yeah, it's, I got a vertigo. It I don't turns want to, into I don't like <laughs> it's like one step forward, two steps back, and then, you know, the schedule for the next couple of weeks is pretty tough before it gets easier and you kinda of wonder and how you, and you just dropped the Paula Abdul reference right there. You <laughs> Did I? I don't even I'm not That's, that's her song. Abdul. Yeah, you are. I mean, you're two I'm years old, younger than me. I'm not old enough. You know, one step forward and two <laughs> steps back, you know, and opposites attract. That's that's the song. So, and Family wow. Guy was, I'm dressed like a cat. So, that's the whole thing. But we felt like, and KT can get in here, it was just one of those, like, from the first quarter, like that horrible first drive, then right after the punt, which we have a beautiful punter. 
Not only is he handsome, but he's the best punter in the NFL. Scott Shammer. He's going to be the MVP, hopefully. But that first play from scrimmage for 49ers, 83 yards. Took it right off. It made me feel like an Ohio State fan, 2007 against Florida. Like, the the air was gone right at that point. Yeah. And they never recovered. No. That was it. And that was that was shocking. I was not expecting that. And that just took all, like, all of the hope, all of the excitement I had for that. All, it just died in that moment. And then that was it. Kept trying to see the good and what was going on and hoping they'd get something together. But that... It was tough. No recovering from that. I still feel <clears throat> like, you know, we were down fourteen nothing, and I was like, we can get it together. This is just a fluke first first quarter. Things need to happen, and it just didn't happen. And I can tell you that the play calling was one number one. Mm-hmm. Number two was Baker is not stepping into the pocket, and if he does. It's like he's forcing stuff that's not there. And then <clears throat> it's sad that I'm going to talk about how great our kicking and our punting was yesterday. Yeah. I mean, if that's the positive notes of the game, then you know that there's an issue. And the issue isn't – I wouldn't just put all the blame on Pretty Kitchens, but I would put a majority on those players. You're paid millions of dollars to do something. You You talked all this game that you wanted to, you know – Turn around Cleveland. Well, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. You know, because I it, it's to the point where I'm like, I don't care if Odell only gets one catch a game. If Landry looks looks like he's been the past two games, I mean, he was he started off hot. Chubb started off hot, but they didn't keep it going with Chubb and Landry. Mm-hmm. They then they were forcing the the trick plays or they're doing a a pass play on the uh, on the first down on a first down when instead of running the ball with Chubb, it's the same story we had you know two weeks ago. That's the way I see it. Mm. I'm okay. I'm I'm not pushing the panic button yet because I believe that there's multiple problems. One, play calling. Two, get your butt out of your you know get your head out of your butt. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm trying not to cuss. It's hard. <laughs> it's real hard right now. But I'd say let it go. Don't leave it in there, man. Just I know. You know, so. well, I mean, I've left it in there since 1999. So just saying. He's saying he never curses. He curses all the time. Probably. So. Maybe. So. Uh, Possibly. So that's how I feel about it. Brittany, yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, it just it, that, it did let out the air. But at the same time, I thought this team is resilient. Yeah. But they weren't. You know, the, the positive side. You, you mentioned you had four positives. So. Mm-hmm. Let's go off those four positives. I'm hoping one of them was, and this is one of the positives I saw, kind of the only positive I saw outside of the kicking game, um, yeah. was the all-player meeting on the sidelines in the second quarter when things we were down 21-3 to and Odell and Baker were over there. It's mainly Odell talking to the offensive line to get their crap together. And I felt like, hey, this guy's an athlete. Before, he used to fight kicking nets, and now he's actually like motivating these players. I saw that as a bright light, but what was your four your four positives from there? Okay, so if I remember them correctly, number one, this was a rock bottom situation. I think we're only going to go uphill from here. That's the, that's the most positive thing I came out with. Yeah. Um, Scottish Hammer, he's a positive. Yes. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> the AFC North stinks. 
So, yeah. you know, we're so, at least as good as everyone there. We can come, you know, out, of that. And, we can come out of that one, seven and nine, and possibly win it. Right. Yeah. Yes. So we don't have to, you know, light the world on fire to win that. Um, just got to hope that, you know, Lamar sort of. Actually, I'm not even getting to Lamar because th- that'll hurt my own feelings. Um, and he has, uh, actually he has guys, six interceptions in his past 22 attempts. So he's what? He has well, six interceptions in his past 22 attempts. So some of those weren't his fault on Sunday, though. Well, if you're a quarterback, you're they're all your fault. Br- so. Brittany, what was your last one? I don't think I had four. Actually, I think I only had three. Had those three. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, maybe. So, but I mean, those are you know things. Um. I don't know, guys. I'm trying so hard here. Let's talk about something positive. Last night, the uh-huh. Cleveland Cavaliers beat some other team. I don't know, some team from overseas. Is that what happened? Does that? Yeah, happen? they were like a Argentinian like national team or something. Yeah, we showed out. Yeah, so, they were called the Ravens too, so double win. Double win there for Cleveland. So we've beaten mm-hmm. the Ravens twice in two weeks. Yes. One yes. in basketball, one in football. How's the Cavs looking? Did they look better than you expected them to look? I expected them to look very good. Like, you know, playoff caliber. That's just a joke, actually. I was about to say, there's some sarcasm <laughs> so, in that one right there. Yeah. So. No, here's the thing with the Cavs. The people have to wrap their minds around and start to accept and get excited for is that we are watching something build from the ground up. So, it's you know, these, last year was bad. This year is going to be a struggle, you know, they're not, probably not going to win more than, like, I'd say 25, 26 games. Um, but it's not about that. We're not We're not going to judge – I'm not going to judge the Cavs based on the wins and losses this year. Yeah. It's about development. You have all this young talent. You have a, a coach that just came from, you know, being successful at all levels of college. And um, he's very big on getting back to basics and doing all the fundamentals and – all the stuff that sort of trains you for success. So this Cavs team that we're looking at now, and, you know, there's still some veterans. You have Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, who is, like, in his ninth year, which is amazing. Um, you're going to see how they work together. Yeah. Uh, you know, development of Darius Garland, which, by the way, he looked very good last night, and I'm very excited about that. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. looked great. Very excited about him. Obviously, Colin Sexton. Yes, his Yay. shooting his shooting's improved like greatly. I've been watching he, his, watching his videos, yes. and I'm like, holy crap! So, one of the most impressive things about him, and I'm just going to homer for Colin Sexton for a little bit because this is what I do. Uh, he just he never stops working, and I've read like so many things about how like he said that he watched like over a thousand hours of film in this off season. He's been you know lifting, trying to get bigger. Um, working on the shooting all the time. So, you know, with all the things that happened last year and all the criticisms against him, it seems like, you know, none of that hurt his feelings in any way. He's not, he's just trying to get better every day. And, you know, I think all the work that he puts into it is going to show, and it'll be fun, I think, to watch him and Darius Garland play together. And so he, I'm very much thinks, looking forward to this. And he thinks the earth is round. And he he knows that, so that's a that's a great positive for Colin Sexton. He does. So yes, <laughs> Kyrie Irving is still still Kyrie. Kyrie's still still out there on the flat earther. So that's kind of still way out there. Unusual, very unusual with that guy. So well, let's get yeah. your last word. What, mm-hmm. What's your what's your what's your last word? What what do you want to talk about before we 
move on? Um, I don't. I don't know what I want to talk about. So you, uh, you've been hinting at it that there's going to uh, be an all female. Oh, you guys want to talk about that? Cleveland centric podcast. Yeah, there, there were, it's in the works. Um, we're working. We're actually going to record our first uh, practice episode tomorrow night. Oh, nice! And oh, yeah, yeah, and we're going to see how that goes. And if everything goes well and we get the green light, then it's going to be a real thing. So it's going to be. I think I could tell you guys because you've had her on the show before. It's going to be me and Bree. Yep. So, so that's very exciting. Um, I feel like she's awesome. I, feel like I can't wait to work with her. Maybe we had something to do with that. Maybe. Maybe. So. No. <laughs> Maybe the we fact just, that you that you've been on our show so many times along with Bree, that you're all like, yeah. you know what? Why don't we just do it together? Yeah. That's what I I'll told my brother. That. Nothing. I said I'm tired of listening to you by yourself. Yeah. I was like, why don't I join the <laughs> podcast? We'll name even it the greatest podcast name ever. Even and though it'll be I didn't, two brothers from Texas. I didn't have a podcast and. Yeah, you had kind of a blog thing. I hadn't had a blog in a long time. A long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was a long. It was like four years ago, and it was just my ramblings while I drove. So, (laughs) the uh, traveling banker. It's the life of a traveling banker. So that's exciting that you guys are teaming up. Um, So the podcast. Do you guys have any type of name? Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. What's that? What's What's the name? You guys got a name yet? The name. We do have a name. It's it's going to be called. That's what B said. That's what B said. Yeah. That's what B yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. See, Get I, it? see, I can go on the show because okay. I'm Brian. KT can't go on the show then. So, fine, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's exciting because we 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 enjoy talking to both you two about sports because the thing you run into and you run into this with male and female fans is that they feel like they're sports fans, but they're really not. Mm-hmm. But you guys are genuine, know-it-all sports fans that actually know a lot about the sport and understand it and want to actually talk about it in an actual yeah. sports manner. And you don't get that very yeah. often. I've, I've listened to a few other Browns podcasts, even with just dudes on there. And I'm like, what the yeah. hell are you guys talking about? Like, what is this? I fall asleep yeah. to half of the podcasts in the Cleveland area. Yeah. We've and I'm be- like, what there's happened? There's a lot. Yeah, like, there's, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of yeah. podcasts. We've, we've learned that. So, And KT and, I, yeah. KT and I are actually about to get um, – turned on to a national network and so we're going to have uh the cleveland centric podcast for that network so that's coming up soon for us so that's huge deal so we're excited for Yay. you guys yeah so yeah we're congratulations uh, two texas guys doing a cleveland podcast we're getting recognized outside of the city of cleveland by the national people so it's kind of cool and then we had eric metcalf on last week so we we're like okay we're kind of uh we're kind of getting there we're kind of this was a hobby that we might be able to turn into something more than just a yeah. hobby yeah um, so I, I love it. coming on your guys' show. You yeah. guys are my favorite. We we greatly nothing against you know we I listened I listened to you on the Locked On Browns. I did, mm-hmm. and I felt like you were caged. I felt like you were in a cage. You, they didn't let you uh, you know spread your wings and fly like a peacock. You know that's what we do for you. You know that's, <laughs> that's so. <laughs> they were they were great. I love no, Jeff and Pete. Yeah. So I know like Jeff is very like optimistic usually, and then Pete's just like so down mm-hmm. about everything, and it's like. I don't know. I felt like it was a pretty good show. It was. It was. There was a lot of humor there, but super excited by that, and um, looking forward to hearing you guys. That's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. So, and thank if you guys, you. And I look forward to hearing you guys on your national network. Hey, we're going to get Hooray. there. Yeah, we're we're hopefully going to get there eventually. Like we just got to sign the, the contract and do all that stuff. But um, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's it's spooky season, so we're uh, we're excited and we're kind of frightened at the same time. Like, are we good enough to do this? And I'm like, no, we're we're pretty damn good. Like, <laughs> yes, we're pretty. Damn You're good. definitely good enough. I promise. So, other than that, that's all we got. Um, we can give you one other thing. You you you've been bringing up Halloween movies, and it's kind mm-hmm. of bothering me because mm-hmm. what your 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 Halloween movies like from the scariest. And I'm gonna just say top three. Who's your scariest Halloween movies? Like, are we just talking about the Halloween franchise or all? We're of talking my, about all, like, scary... all of all of scary movies. Like, we're talking about all scary oh, movies. Okay, my top three scary movies. Um. Okay. Well, Halloween, the original, has to be number one. It's. It might actually be my favorite movie across all genres. So really? Halloween so, okay. is my. Oh yeah. Yes. Um. So that's number one. Second is The Strangers because that's scared the crap out of me the first time. I'm glad you said that because it doesn't give the respect that it deserves because one, it it could happen anytime. That situation can happen anytime. Two, it did happen. Like that was real. That was based off of a true story that actually happened. And I'm like, okay, that's the scariest movie possible. That's the scariest movie to me. Now what's your third one? Um, I'd probably say Maybe the like Amityville horror, the one with Ryan Reynolds because he's yeah. like shirtless the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, sister. That's great. So the uh, you know what I've noticed, I, 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 and I I'm asked this question. It might be a personal question, but are you Catholic? Um, yeah, I am. Well, you know, technically not yeah. practicing, but you're you're you know you you can consider yourself. I Catholic. show up on like Christmas and Easter. There you go. So. Yeah, that's. that's I important. mean, that's that's most per- church people, anyways, that they like to show up on the good mm-hmm. holidays. But I've noticed yeah. with like with those that are part of like the Catholic faith that mm-hmm. anything that deals with a, like a like a Catholic exorcism is something that they yeah, like, oh, gravitate no. to. Like that's something that they see, and they're like, "Well, shit!" Oh, no. Like it's like a, that's a big deal. So it, it's either like The Exorcist or the Amityville Horror House. All those different movies, I've yeah. always seen. Like people will gravitate, and it's always been Catholics. Like that's my favorite scary movie, and I was like, "How is that your favorite scary movie?" Like, and it's because it's the religion, like that something they're afraid of. And interesting. Yes, I can't watch anything that has to deal with exorcism. Like I've never seen The Exorcist or The Exorcism of Emily Rose or whatever it is, or even like just ghosts in general. I can't deal with. So like you know, The Conjuring, which I heard is very scary. I can't watch that. I can't. No. And I, it probably is because from such a young age, you're like, you know, you learn all this stuff and ghosts and spirits and devil. Like, it's all very real to you. And then you just never get over that. So, like, anything that has to deal with demons, I'm out immediately. I won't even watch. Yeah. Did you know last night there was a scary movie on? Yeah, it was on ESPN. And it was on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> we watched it. <laughs> Primetime, Browns versus 49ers. <laughs> That was, the scariest, that was the scariest. That was the, the scariest scary movie, movie, movie very, I've ever seen. It was seen. very dis- uh, depressing too. Like it was, and, and the weird part is, is like the very next day, like today, right? I'm looking on the internet, and on the Browns website, it says we lost to the 49ers. Blows my mind. Blows my yeah, mind. that was a nightmare. I thought it was a nightmare. I even went into my parents' room and asked for water. So I was like, I need some water, Dad. I was and like, he's like, what are you doing in my where, room? Where are your depends? So. Because you know, I I might have nightmares tonight. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, he yeah. KT sleeps with a plastic sheet anyway. Like, it's, he's always done that. So, anyway. Well, Brittany, we're, we're greatly looking forward to hearing That's What B Said. Yep. 
That's what Thank B said. You. And if you guys ever want to get us on, we'll be glad to come on and support you guys. Cause For that sure. is absolutely, absolutely. awesome that you guys are going to be doing yeah. it. We love to support you guys because you guys have supported us. Bree yes. and Brittany Yay, at the same teamwork. time. That is scary. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's that's Youngstown represented right there. Aren't you guys from Youngstown? Yes, both of us. See, there you go. So Youngstown's got there a great – it's a birthplace of a lot of people. Bernie Kozar, Jim Tressel, Breezy, and Brittany. There you go. So, there you go. What else do you need, really? It, nothing. Nothing. Nothing other than some <laughs> little Orange is New Browns podcast here and there. Obviously. Just dashed in there. True. So, a little dash in there. Very true. We're like, the, we're like the, the Parmesan cheese at Olive Garden. We, you know, just tell us when. You know what I mean? So <laughs> – or one of those. <laughs> so, anyway, well, we got one other thing for you, and it's we like to finish it all mm-hmm. with all of our interviews. Yep. If you don't I'm wear ready. orange and brown, you don't matter. That's all right. right. Good talking to you, Brittany. <laughs> good luck tomorrow, Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, bye. Bye. And another good interview, as always, Brittany. Yep. And it was what was good. Her, what, what's the new nickname for? She's the dark dog. The dark dog. Yeah. Sounds. Eerily familiar. It might be. It might be from Batman. I mean, it, this might be the you know the the uh, <laughs> might be from Batman. Yeah, yeah. we know. <laughs> it might be from Batman. I might have wrote it. I'm surprised that you haven't done his voice yet. Who? Batman. Really? Yeah. I mean, where's Rachel? <laughs> see, works fine. Works fine. I mean, we didn't time. even. I didn't even have to use any sound effects for no. that. No, I mean, that's, that's me. That's straight me. That's straight that's you. That's straight me. I can talk like Batman all the time. So, she had good points. She did. Nothing nothing that she said really surprised me. No. I agree with her. You agree with her. Earth and Tom. How exciting is it Earth that she's – How exciting is she and Bree are going to have – Teaming it up, man. Teaming it up like the Orange is the New Browns podcast. Yeah. Let's go. We're the all-brothers team. And then they're, they're all the all-women. They're all the, the, the B. But it's not a B team. It's, it's an A team. It's all A-team. about the Bs, bro. Yeah. So Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. There you go. offense reference right there. There you go. Yeah. Browns, Brian, and the bees. So, what is your final notes for tonight? Go see the Joker, everybody. Go see it. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's like living a Cleveland Browns life. You know, and before you go, there's a new trend online. It's my favorite trend. They're putting famous laughs to the scene where Joaquin Phoenix is leaving his little area. Yeah. And so, and it's funny because the Kawhi Leonard laugh was my favorite one so far of the Joker leaving. Instead of the Joker laugh, it's the, uh, uh, uh. Uh. and I about died. I was like, okay. But the movie itself, the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, is going to be the weirdest flick you've ever seen. And it will help you through the confusion of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're not used to the confusion, you just need to get over yourself. Yeah. Because you're not a true Browns fan. All true Browns fans like us, like last night it was it was heart wrenching watching it. I mean, it was I so a, I literally had to get off the couch, go to the refrigerator, and turn my back to the TV because I took my contacts I couldn't watch out. anymore. I took my contacts out so I wouldn't have to see it. <laughs> yeah. It was blurry. So and I never get up from my seat. Yeah. Never get up. I always sit in the same spot. That's just my ritual. And get up during halftime. Get up during halftime. Do yep. that. But last night, second quarter, I said I got to take my contacts out. You know, I used to you be re, real superstitious, but then, you I'm know, I thought I thought, man, I'm gonna have to burn every shirt. So you're just <laughs> every, a you're just every a brown little, shirt. Are you just a little stitches then? You know, if no, because I've gotten to the <laughs> superstitious point. Superstitious little stitches. Yeah, there you go. It's a good joke, bro. I've gotten. <laughs> yeah, so. I know, I got it. But what I'm trying to say is, but did the people? I'm used it? to it. Used to it. Yeah. 
but I'm tired of being used to it. Yeah. So on my final note is, make us proud next week. Hey, let's beat Seattle. Like I said, at home, Seahawks doing work. Here's what I gotta say. This is my final thing. You ready? Yep. Okay. What did the mermaid? Bye. Is that what it was? No. Oh, okay. What did the mermaid wear to her math test? I'm not sure what. An algae bra. An algae bra. Wow. Ah. (laughs) Just as bad as that joke. Welcoming the Seahawks in. Oh man, that was great. I mean. You could have done an Aquaman joke, too. Or nah, there's not any funny Aquaman jokes. The movie was horrible itself. What? It was horrible. Yeah, well. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed just, the, the the battle scenes. Just like that horrible game last night, guess what? This podcast is over, too. But we're not horrible. But we're not horrible. We're great. So tune in next week, because this is the Orange is the New Browns podcast. Bye. We out. Bye. Double bye. Bye. You bet. Bye. <laughs> All right, Cleveland Browns fans and Orange is a New Browns podcast listeners. If you thought last night's Halloween movie was super scary, maybe you should take a look at My Little Ponies. Stuff creeps me out. Well, that's been our show. We'll see you next week on the Orange is a New Browns podcast. We out.